Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, this is George Gamond, and welcome to the Friday show. A oh, little change today. Normally, the show has been recently 15 minutes. Thought I'd go to a half hour today, only because this is a topic I want my spirit teachers, the Sarah group, to spend a lot of time talking about, which is your vibration as relates to stress. So I'm going to talk about stress. You know, let me get into this article a little bit from the Mayo Clinic about stress and stress and its effect on your body. Then I'll tell you a little bit about my story and how I think and feel and kind of understand how stress has affected me throughout my life and my physicality is an example and perhaps some of you can relate to the same type of things in your life I don't know but it gives you an idea what stress can do to you and how it can affect you as a person now I put stress and fear together really close that fear creates stress. Doubt creates stress. Um, Anxiety creates stress. All of these sort of things create stress in our body. But let me get into the article, how it affects you physically, because I think that's really, really important in our growth and doing what we need to do and to achieve our goals. As a success coach, I think it's really important to think in terms of how can I be more successful in my life? How can I reach my goals? How can I achieve the greatness that I want to achieve? How can I live my purpose, right? And a huge, huge limiting factor in our lives in doing that is stress. But let me go through this Mayo Clinic article, and it doesn't give me a particular author. It's from the Mayo Clinic, and it's from doesn't even give you the date, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, let me let me let me go through this, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about each one of these points. And I'm going to get into my own personal story about this and how it affected me, and maybe you can relate to my story about stress. Okay. Common effects of stress, and indeed, stress symptoms can affect your body, your thoughts, and your feelings, and your behavior. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, Being able to recognize common stress symptoms can help you manage them. Stress left unchecked can contribute to many health problems, such as high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. Now, those are the killers. I mean, aren't those the killers of society? I mean, high blood pressure can cause a stroke, a heart attack, heart disease. Obesity can lead to all these other problems, physical problems, and in diabetes. So what we're saying here is that stress unchecked and chronic stress. Now, they're talking about chronic stress, and I think that's really important to recognize the difference between chronic stress and stress that is a normal part of daily functions. You know, I was watching this documentary on stress and its effects on us in this country and how it's led to all kinds of problems because people have, because of uncertainty and because of fear and because of all these other factors, people build high levels of stress and and we talked about this on Thursday, on Thursday a little bit too, how 
we we can't manage it and stress becomes overwhelming because naturally we're geared to use stress in our favor. Okay. It's a motivator. Stress is a motivator. And I won't get into the chemical reactions, the cortisol and the adrenaline and all of these other chemicals that flood our system when we're, when we're in danger. You know, if you're being chased by a bad guy, if you're being chased by a lion, which perhaps we'll never escape from, right? That, that that stress actually creates the fight or flight syndrome and we flee. You know, the, the documentary that I was watching was from doctors were talking about how stress affects the body and how it sends all of these chemicals into our thighs so we can run. So that's an interesting concept, isn't it? That our bodies over our evolutionary processes have not changed. We still react in, in the same way to stress as we did thousands of years ago. You know, and they're, they're talking about it in the documentary how animals will secrete the same chemicals, the baboon. But when the baboon sees the lion or whatever, you know, let's just use the word lion here or tiger. I don't know. I don't know which one's correct. Lions or tigers or bears, oh my, right? No, but so the baboon runs. You know, all these chemicals flood the baboon's body to run. But once the danger is over, the stress level drops, right? But in humans, in our society, in the way our society has gone, the stress level from the immediate almost got hit by a bus and the adrenaline flows and the cortisol flows into our system, but we already have it in our system because we're under constant stress. The factors that lead to stress, the uncertainty of life, the conditions around us, right? All the problems in the world, we, we take them on. Our family issues, our financial issues, our romantic issues, whatever it is, that stress stays with us. Well, let me, let me go through this. this. is a great article, Common Effects of Stress, and we'll talk a little bit more about this. And then the, the last half of the show, I'll let my spirit teachers talk to you about raising your vibration. How do you raise your vibration? And I have an article, okay, depending on how long they talk and how long this takes, I'll get into this article of ways to raise your vibration, but I want my spirit teachers, the Sarah group, to talk about this. Okay, headache, effects on your body, headache, on your mood, anxiety. Anxiety. You ever feel anxious? And on your behavior. Now these are all one line. So, okay. So the effect is headache, anxiety, overeating or undereating, digestive problems, right? Appetite situations. We overeat. We stuff. We try to kill the um, the pain with food. Now we could say that we could use drugs, alcohol. Okay, let's go, keep going because that gets into it a little bit further. But, okay, how about muscle tension or pain, restlessness? You ever, you ever get restless? You have that restless leg, right? And you're just pacing back and forth. Muscle tension or pain, that's stress. And that leads to angry outbursts. You ever just know people that just blow up for no reason, just freak out? You know, they seem to be normal. They're a little restless, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, they just go off. Chest pains. You ever have chest pains? Hard time breathing sometimes? <gasps> okay. Lack of motivation or focus. Now, that's an important one, and I'm going to get back to that one in a moment, a little bit more about lack of motivation or focus. 
and then it could lead to drug or alcohol use, misuse, you know, overuse, over drugs or, you know, in a destructive kind of manner of using of drugs or alcohol. You know, we have a problem with the opioid crisis in the United States. Well, that's cause of stress. A lot of it, right? Stress. We try to, we try to medicate the stress, try to stuff it, try to cure it with something that's destructive, Right. Let's get back to this word of focus. You know, as a success coach, my job is to help you to grow, to reach your goals in life, to achieve what you want to achieve. It's to, you know, give you a spiritual perspective on how to get from here to there and how to grow and how to live your purpose and identifying your purpose and getting rid of those things in your life that limit you from doing that. Now, look at stress. If you can't focus on achieving your goals, if you don't feel motivated or inspired to achieve your goals, you're never going to get there, right? You just kind of like medicate or sleep or, or just be lazy or sit in front of the – now, you could say that using video games and these other escapes could do the same thing, right? Instead of doing what you need to do, you watch endless hours of television just to escape. Or you play video games for endless of hours to escape because of stress. Now, I'm not saying that there's no something wrong with all that of watching TV or even playing video games. But the thing is, does it keep you from doing what you need to do to keep you from being motivated to reach success in your life. And perhaps the reason you're overemphasizing these things is because of stress, right? Fatigue. Oh, I'm so tired. And then and the, the the mood on that is feeling over overwhelmed. And then they talk about tobacco use. Now that that's a stimulant. Using tobacco as a stimulant, try to re-stimulate. Now, some people would use drugs as a stimulant. At that, point. I'm t- fatigued. I'm going to do a line of coke, right? Well, that's not or crack cocaine or or methamphetamines because I don't feel good. I, I need to get motivated. I need to do something, right? So instead of dealing with the stress factor, we medicate to keep going. You know, how many famous people, because they're stressed out by their schedules and all that's going on in their lives, either take drugs to sleep or take drugs to stimulate the body to do something. Next one, change in sex drive. Ooh, irritability or anger, social withdrawal. You know, if, if you're suffering from ED, it could be stress. And that, of course, that's going to lead to irritability and anger because sex is a part, natural part of the human function, right? And if you're not able to, your sex drive is low, your libido is low, you might withdraw. You might feel guilty. You might, something's wrong with me. You know, I'm, I'm not the man or woman I was once. Well, it could be just stress. How about stomach upset, sadness or depression? And... Again, we're back to this motivation thing, exercising less less often. And then the final point that they make here is sleep problems. Now, they give some ideas about how to manage stress, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But I want to talk more about the spirituality of, of managing stress, the vibrational way of managing stress 
versus, you know, that. Okay, let me give you my, a little bit of my history because I was going to get into that. I was raised in a very dysfunctional family. My father died when I was five. My mother was older when I was born. She was in her 40s. She had already raised children. <laughs> the closest to my age was 17 from a different father. 17 years, I mean. And so my mother was stressed out. And she had hormonal issues, and she would rage. She would go off from time to time. And you never knew when it was going to happen, and you never knew what was going to trigger it. Now, looking back on it, it had a lot to do with her monthly cycle and going through menopause. But I didn't know that as a 7- or 8-year-old. I had no idea what was affecting her. So I was always on edge because I never knew when my mother would react. And I had older brothers and sisters, or older brothers especially, that were living with us. And her rage would create their anger. So I was in that constant state of anger around me and rage. And you never know. You never. It was like post-traumatic stress syndrome at a very early age. I never knew what it was going to go off. The mom bomb would go off. And so even as I got older, you know, I tried to escape in my own way. And when I got to becoming a teenager, I used alcohol to some degree, and I would use other things. I used sports, which is more of a healthier outlet. I just didn't want to be home. I had to be gone. My mother never understood, why are you gone so much? Why are you never home? Why Why don't you want? And then I was under the stress of being part of a religion that I really didn't believe in, which was contrary to my inner being which didn't like that religion because it was so controlling and it limited my lifestyle and it limited who I was and the things I really loved, contrary to the religious practices. So I was under stress as a child, as a young, as a teenager, and I acted out in different ways. I never was violent, never did anything really socially abhorrent, but I was constantly being affected by that environment. Now, I'm, I'm sure many of you have faced the same thing, right? That, that you, from a childhood on, you, you went through all of this, right? You went through all of this. So that was stress. And then when I became a young adult, um, well, let me, let me keep going further forward into my few. And, 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 and later on in life, I got into sales positions and I got into stressful positions in work in management and sales where there was a lot of stress and pressure to, to complete things by a certain time, to get certain things done. And I wasn't really in my natural element. I was doing something because I had to in some level. I had a family. I needed to work. But I really wasn't being me. I wasn't living my purpose. I was living somebody else's purpose. And that was stressed out. I would get, I would break out in rashes. I would, I would, I would physically display the, the, the stress. And I remember when I was in my 40s and I was in sales, or yeah, late 40s, early 50s, I was in sales and it was stressful. It was commission sales. I had to perform every month. I had to achieve a certain goal to pay my bills, right? I was divorced at that time and it was, you know, it was a challenge. And I looked older. I look at my pictures back then. I look older than I do now because I've changed my lifestyle. And I've taken up meditation. And I've done other things. Not that stress doesn't affect me now. You know, I, from a really early age, my blood pressure was higher than normal. I had to take pills. 
because of stress, because of the anxiety through my life, my family, and then work, and all of these things. And I didn't have a, a, a really good release on it. I drank alcohol. I'd come home and drink after work because I was stressed out. That was my escape. So a lot of you have the same problem. So how do you cope with that? How do you deal with that, right? You would overeat. I gained a lot of weight. I drank alcohol, um, pleasure-seeking at some level, right? You do all these things because of the stress. Now, I found my spirituality, and I gradually was able to change a lot of those habits, but it took forever. But even into my 60s, stress still affected me. So I'm still working on it. So when I talk about stress and, and the, the need to deal with stress, it's something that's ongoing for me too. So I do this as personal benefit, but also to help others. So it's all about raising your vibration, I think. So let me have my spirit teachers talk to you for a few minutes about this whole concept of stress and what to do about stress that's why I went to a longer show today, because I wanted them to talk to you a little bit more about this and dealing with it. And because we, we, we've laid the groundwork here that stress can kill you, basically. It can, it can cause you all kinds of physical problems. It can make you look older, okay? <laughs> Wrinkles and lines on the face. It can keep you from pursuing your goals. It just, it, you become a vegetable, Stress can cause you to become a kind of a walking vegetable with no sense of where you're going because you're stressed out and you're trying to deal with the stress, right? Okay, so let me have my spirit teachers talk to you, the Sarah group, and then I'm going to go away for a minute and let them communicate to you a little bit more about dealing with it, coping with it, moving forward in life, right? So why would a person go through all that? That's our perspective on that. Why would individuals? Because you have choices. You make choices. And when you're not in alignment with your higher self, when you're not in alignment with soul, with source energy, you make choices based on fear. Desperation. You make choices based on that stress-induced fight or flight, fight or flight, or or. In some cases, just staying status quo, not doing anything. Bury your head in the sand. Drinking a little bit more alcohol, right? What we're saying to you is you've, you, the choices you make, but if the choices are from a lower vibrational place, if you're making choices based on anxiety, fear, depression, frustration, all these low vibrational energies, you're not going to make very wise choices. And the choices you make to deal with, and in this case we're talking about stress and anxiety in your life, they'll contribute to your problem. They won't eliminate the problem. They won't minimize the stress in your life. That stress is just a normal function of, oh, i got to get to work today, so I better get up. That kind of stress that follows you around from a day to, you know, on a regular basis, but it, it's healthy in a way, right? You, and then you don't, you don't go back to that state of, oh, I'm relaxed, I'm comfortable, the stress has passed, I'm in this peaceful place in my life. I've gotten to work and I can relax, I can just take a few moments, settle back in, doing some breathing, and I'm feeling good. I'm not stressed out, everything is functioning well. 
But if you make negative choices, low vibrational choices in your life, you stay in that constant state of fear. Now, George didn't mention this, but it's, it's important to know that if, if you're in that constant state of fear, of frustration, of stressed out, you become hypersensitive to everything around you. Somebody says something to you, you react in a negative way. Somebody walks up behind you, you jump. Now, George did that a lot. He, he was hypersensitive. Now, some people will call that from post-traumatic stress syndrome or whatever you want to call it, but it's based on stress. Stressed out, always constant state of that level of stress will do that. So what we want to talk to you about is how do you get past that? How do you do that? How do you get past that feeling? How do you get into a good feeling place where you're optimistic, you're positive about life, you trust life? See, if you're stressed out, you don't trust life because you're always looking for the next horrible thing to happen in your life. Stressed out means something else is bad is going to happen in my life, right? Constant fear, constant fear that the hammer is going to drop and something horrible is going to happen in your life. But if you're in that relaxed state, that peaceful state, that trusting state, that open state, then you don't fear the future. You don't fear where you're going. How do you get there? See, that's the question. But it's not that difficult. From our perspective to you, you have the mechanisms. You have the tools. You have the ways of actually coping, of living in trust. How do you do that? How do you live from trust? How do you live from love, joy, high vibrational energies, hope? A positivity about life. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to decide you want to do that. If you're so comfortable with your stress that you think that's your motivation in life, you're not going to get to that state. Some people call it being enlightened. Oh, you're in this enlightened state. You sit on a pillow all day and you commune with the universe. Well, that's nice, but people can't do that, can they? People can't commune with the universe all day. You have to face reality in a sense. You have to face your obligations and your responsibilities, but you can still face your obligations and your responsibilities in the world around you and feel comfortable, feel relaxed. First of all, identify what stresses you out. We talked about this yesterday. Identifying, if it's just the environment and the world around you and that stresses you out, then minimize the effect of the world around you. Don't watch as much news. Don't do these things. If you find these things, keep your low level of stress on, then avoid them. Avoid them at all possible. Avoid anything that causes you stress as much as you can. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about meditation a little bit, but let's, let's gear up to one thing. Let's, let's just, let's just, but the main ingredient here is connecting to source energy, to your higher self. It's that willingness and wanting to connect with your higher self, that willingness and wanting to connect with spirit, to your soul, your higher being, that greater part of yourself, getting past the ego, getting past the human a little bit. You've got to stay in human but you can focus on your connection to all that there is, your connection to the universe, your connection to source, your connection to God, whatever you call it. If you can arrange your essence 
to be in that connection, then you can begin to trust. Then you get the information that you need to trust. Then you get the guidance that you need to trust. Then you need the energy, you get the energies that you need, the wisdom that you need to trust. Trust that there's something greater for yourself. Trust that these situations can work out. And we call it living in solution. Because if you're living in problem all the time, everything's a problem in your life. Oh, this is a problem. That's a problem. Everything's a problem. You're stressed out. But if you get to the place of living in solution, where you know there's answers to everything. There's an answer to every problem. What that, the writer that you had, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's with us now, who's part of our association of spirit teachers, okay, would say to you, there's a spiritual solution to all problems. Okay? There's a spiritual solution. That spiritual solution is your connectivity to your higher self, to source, to God. If you're in alignment with that energy, if you're constantly in alignment with that energy, then you're able to cope with the stress in your life, the problems in your life, the difficulties in your life. You're able to cope with and feel good about life. You go beyond hope. You go into peace. You go into appreciation. Now, that's a good one because we'll use that a lot in our discussions is appreciation, looking at your life. And what do you appreciate about your life? What do you appreciate about the environment around you? What Do you appreciate the idea of trusting in something greater than yourself? Do you appreciate the idea of raising your vibration to the highest possible vibration, which is appreciation, which is love, which is joy? And the other word that we always throw out there, and George has been reading a lot about this, is kindness. If you're stressed out, and and we could talk about meditation, we could talk about all the soothing music and the breathing, but let's just focus on one area for a moment of, of dealing with your stress. Acts of loving kindness, extending yourself out for others to help others, doing little things for other people. Avoiding your own situation as much as you can and helping other people. Because you get a sense of satisfaction. It raises your vibration. It makes you feel good. Humans are designed to assist each other. You came into planet Earth and you developed through your evolution and your spiritual evolution and your physical evolution the need to be together, to need to assist each other, to need to help each other. And those who did that and it felt good about it, survived. Those who didn't, that, that, that soul came into a body, into somebody who loved to do that, who loved to help other people, who was willing to extend themselves with acts of kindness. So if you want to start to de-stress a little bit, to lower the stress, it, even if you don't meditate right now, even if you don't do breathing exercises, if you exercise a little bit, eat a little better, don't take in alcohol in excess or tobacco and these other destructive drugs. If you can do one thing we would recommend you is get outside of yourself a little bit more. Just get outside yourself. Help others. Do little things for other people. Look for opportunities to assist others in a physical way, in a day-to-day way. Now, you could do through charities, but the direct contact with other human beings, assisting others in some way, 
is going to make you feel better. It's going to lower your stress level. It's going to bring it back down. And then you can go and, wow, I really, I'm so grateful I got to help that person. I really appreciate the opportunities of other, helping other peoples. And the law of attraction, you know, that principle of manifesting will give you more opportunities to do that. The more you appreciate that opportunity to assist other people, to display love, to display kindness, display joy to other people, it will come back to you. Will line up to come into your life because your love, you're extending love, you're extending kindness to others. And the more you do that, even if you don't practice any of these other things for stress reduction, just by doing that, it's going to bring down the stress in your life. You're going to put in positive energy and vibration, positive hormones into your body, which will counteract the negative hormones caused by stress. So we would emphasize that from the starting point here, be a solution to others, help others, and your solutions will come to you. The universe will respond back to you. If you become a solution for other people, the universe will will bring solutions to you in your life and your vibration will raise, your vibration will go up. So thank you for listening. Hopefully we made some sense and that you can follow this basic, simple guidance in improving your stress in your life. Thank you. Okay, I'm back. Well, I got 20 seconds. Okay. Ah, well, that was fun. I didn't know they were going to go there. But, yeah, I've been reading a lot about loving kindness and the benefits. And if you ever get to read Gentleman's Doctor, David R. Hawking Hamilton. David R. Hamilton, he's from Scotland, and he writes about this and the effects of loving kindness. If you ever get to look up his publications, it's really interesting. I love you guys. Be back on Monday. Bye.